Welcome to the Better Value, Better Business podcast. This is episode 16, and I am your host, Alex Stacey. Today, we are going to discuss the value of working in an office. This seems to divide opinion strongly, but today we are going to put the case for the value of office working. Joining me is a special guest, Ellie Gill. Hello, Ellie. Hi there, Alex. Thanks very much for having me. So it's great to have you on. And I wondered, could you please tell us a bit about what you do now? Yes, absolutely. I uh, work for a talent acquisition specialist company called Readmace Talent. And we help startup companies, particularly around sort of early investment, so maybe seed to series A. And we help them with their talent acquisition strategy, um, bringing on perhaps, you know, helping them hire the C-suite of um and the board and also teach them how to do their hiring. So going forwards uh, and to become a, a business unicorn, they can actually master their own hiring. Uh, and we leave them with all the best processes and best practices and everything so that they can do that themselves and not spend a fortune on recruitment agencies every time they want to hire someone. Thank you. Thanks very much. So I met you not in an office, but in an online environment. <laughs> and, indeed. Um, <laughs> indeed. So it is possible. And I thought um, the listeners would be interested in what the common thread was that made us have, get us, got us together. And so as I understand it, it was this post that got you commenting, which then got me commenting. <laughs> yeah. So the post uh, was made a, a week ago. And it was a company that said they've never had an office and is never getting one. And these are the reasons they gave. They said, you shouldn't have to waste literally years of your life in traffic, burn crazy amounts of fossil fuels, or be forced to live next to an office, stress about what clothes to wear, get distracted by co-workers, etc., etc. Thanks, but no thanks. We're staying remote. Now, you've replied to that. Would you like to tell us what <laughs> your reaction was? Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I I agree with some of those points and I'm very fortunate to be working from home and have worked from home myself a long, long time now and I enjoy that. But as I said in my post, you know, I really worry about the younger generation coming into the workplace. Um, remote working can be very isolating. Um, you know, there's there's nobody there to to learn the ropes from if if you're not in amongst your co-workers. You can't see them or hear them on the phone. You can't learn how to behave in a professional environment um, or even you know, sort of picking up tips from more experienced people about how to close deals or whatever it might be. And I think whilst you can have formal training sessions and those perhaps done over video, it's not quite the same as being in amongst everybody else doing the same job or being in, in that sort of business environment. So, yeah, I mean, I, th as I say, I think it's it's younger people that I'm concerned about because whilst I have worked from home myself for many, many years, I had already learned my craft, as I put it, I think in the text, you know, I knew what I was yeah. doing. I was, I'd been self-employed for some time, but as I say, young people coming into the workplace, I just, I'm not sure how they learn how to do the job. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the, your post really caught my eye and I thought, 
you were quite insightful. Uh, I replied also uh, to the original poster saying, yes, that's a list of bad things about being in an office. But another good thing about going into an office is a much higher sense of belonging and gaining another layer of identity through your membership of that organisation. And you're more, you're more likely to align with the culture and values if you see people face to face, because the understanding is greater and thence the trust. And this was something I uncovered in my MSc while I was doing research. Um, and in fact, then I contacted you and found out you had been doing some research on a similar thing, hence sort of part of your insights. Um, so, Ellie, could you please tell us all the, all the stuff you found out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I took a year out uh, a year ago or just over a year ago and, and also went to do a, a master's degree and MSc in work psychology and business at uh, Aston University. And I mean, the other part of my post in response to the original one about working from home is that I was sort of remembering my early days in an office environment, kind of my first proper job. Um, and the sort of camaraderie of the of the workplace is, is really important. And I treasure the friends that I made back then. I think I, I put in sort of um, quotation marks, you know, when we were all in it together, um, you know, sharing each other's successes and setbacks and maybe going for a cheeky drink after work, even if it was a Tuesday. Um, and for my dissertation, I wanted to look at um, how working in a tough environment, tough business environment early in your career can shape your sort of career trajectory. And so I got in contact with, um, I think it was six or was it eight? It might've been eight of my ex-colleagues from that first job. We're all still in contact anyway. Um, and to talk about, you know, how did you survive. It was a tough sales floor, um, very, very high targets, very strict KPIs, um, a revolving door almost of people who, who came into the business and left again within a very short space of time because either they couldn't hack it or sadly they just hadn't hit the figures and were you know shown the door, if you like. Um, but there were a vast number of us who could hack it and weren't shown the door and managed to um, you know get on in that harsh sales environment, IT, IT um, recruitment back in the sort of early 2000s was very, very competitive. I imagine it probably is now. I'm glad I'm not in that anymore. Um, but yeah, everybody that I contacted has subsequently um, left that business, but either gone on to set up their own recruitment businesses, which indeed is what I did, um, or have become quite sort of uh, senior um in larger organizations within talent acquisition or people or that sort of thing. So we talked about what things from that environment made us the people we are today. And, you know, we talked a lot about resilience. Um, uh, we talked a lot about um, tenacity and it was very much a phone based job. So just hammering the phones, keeping, you know, get back on the phone, get back on the phone. Um, but obviously, as I say, there were certain people that, that couldn't hack that. Um, but I think ultimately we all decided that 
the main thing that made us stick to it and keep going in day after day, even though um, they were fairly draconian management styles, one might say. Um, and as I say, it was a tough environment, hard targets and and very strict if you didn't hit them. But it was the it was the fun, the friendship, the camaraderie, as I say, the feeling of all being in it together that actually propelled us through. And so my dissertation wasn't originally going to be about I suppose I didn't really know what it was what the result was going to be when I started asking these questions but it seemed pretty much across the board it was about being in that environment all together um and um as I say, helping each other out, having each other's backs and, you know, maybe buying somebody a chocolate bar if they'd had a bad afternoon or whatever it might be. And so I turned it round then thinking about this post-COVID um, environment, work environment, where at best companies are sort of maybe hybrid Well, I say at best for, for different people. It's, 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 some people find that better. Some people prefer to be in an office. Some people prefer to be 100% remotely, as obviously this original post was was saying. But my thoughts were about the young people in the marketplace or in the, in the workplace. How is it going to affect them? They haven't got people to learn from. They haven't got people sitting next to them to buck them up when you know, a sales call goes, goes wrong or goes bad. Um, you know, they haven't got that quite so much of that sort of shared experience to work through and and that I think is a concern I mean um uh, so I, I was going to ask you actually um so the other day um what happens when you're onboarding new what happens what do you think happens nowadays when people are onboarded um how do people know how to deal with different types of um customers and clients well, yes, exactly. I, I, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. It's certainly a question yeah. that I've written down as well. How do you, in a remote setting, onboard people? I guess maybe with smaller companies, it might be easier. But in larger companies, how do you introduce everybody, people to the to the, the wider team? And also, I suppose the other thing that then follows on from that is the the kind of the culture side of things. How is company culture created and disseminated amongst the, uh, the the workforce um when people are in their own home environments with you know their their dog yapping to go out and the dishwasher finishing or the microwave beeping <laughs> um yes it's yes. it's a very different environment and as i say i don't know the answers to this plenty of younger people who responded then to my post um kind of said that they were fine and they didn't want to have to um, pay the fuel to get into an office anyway. I spoke about my 22-year-old niece who is um, straight out of university and in her first job, but working 100% remotely. And she says that she's fine, but I just worry that she doesn't really know what she's missing out on. And having that work environment with other people of, of differing levels as well, not just all young first jobbers, but actually having the variety of experienced people in the office as well to to learn from and see how people do different things. Um, and also to understand a little bit more about the office politics. And, and that can be in a, a good or a bad way, but I think you need to understand what the relationships are and how other people relate to each other. And you don't see 
other people's conversations when you're working from home and working completely remotely. Yes, yeah. There were, there's a lot of casual conversations, aren't there, that take place in an office. And uh, one of the problems with doing things on the internet or picking up the phone is it's a very purposive process when you're setting out to um, ask a specific question, you know, get an answer. But what if you don't know what the question is? And that's that is one of the issues, isn't it? You don't know what the question is because you don't know what you don't know. And and we know that a lot of people learn. One of the uh, theories of how people learn is through imitation, by being in the environment, um, a learning environment, and they pick things up from each other and by imitation. Um, yeah. And another point was um, is... Uh, a lot of people, you, you know, we're talking about identities here, aren't we? You mm -hmm. had presumably had an identity of a team. You had a team identity when you were working in that tough sales environment and that created a, an identity for you um, yeah. away from your home. Yes, and absolutely. I, think, yeah. I mean, I was going to say as well, It's whilst everybody gets the uh, ability to learn from their own mistakes, um, when you're in a, a, an environment with other people, you also get the benefit of learning from other people's mistakes as well, because you can share just because you know, they might be sitting across the desk. So you know that something's happened that perhaps shouldn't have done and help them perhaps work through what to do next or listen to the advice they're given by others about what to do next. And you can then, you know, apply that should you be in the same situation, you know, the next week. Um, so there's all of that sort of stuff. It's all of the sort of the learning element, I think, as as well. And you know, not all of those situations can be um, anticipated by formal learning and development programs. Um, a lot of it is kind of trial and error and different ways of saying things or doing things to see what works um, with particular kinds of clients or particular customers or different people that you're interacting with in, in a professional manner. That's so interesting. I mean, because this is obviously what I have also studied and um, really nice to have you along on the show. Thank you very much for coming along to tell us all about your experience. Um, <laughs> oh, thank so. you so much for having me, Alex. It's um, you know, been, uh, you know, been, been great talking to you and I'm very appreciative of the opportunity to have my voice heard. Thank you, Ellie. Thanks. Um, that's the end of this episode and I hope you've all found it valuable. Goodbye.